This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye baseball. Eight strikeout for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Phoenix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Welcome back to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill here. Hope you had a great weekend. Mariners certainly did. We have a lot to talk about in this version of the podcast as the Mariners break out the brooms. They sweep aside the Oakland A's in three games over the weekend, three and a half back in the wild card. They jumped Kansas City over the weekend. They are tied with Houston. They are right there, a game and a half back of both Detroit and the Yankees. And uh, Baltimore and, and Toronto now tied for the first and second wild card. They occupy those Two positions with the same record, 78 and 64. Mariners have won five in a row. They've won six of their past seven. They have the longest current winning streak in the American League because they can continue to try and make a surge to that wild card, 75 and 68 record. The Mariners play the Angels for three games starting tonight and then return home coming up this weekend against the Houston Astros. Toronto comes in after that. So you think about where the Mariners are. They can take advantage with three more against the Angels. And then they have Toronto and Houston coming in, two teams that, well, Houston, they're tied with. Toronto's ahead of them right now. I mean, they really have a chance on their own to make a huge push at this. I mean, they will obviously need some help behind so many teams, but in some respects, they do have destiny in their own hands with games against the Astros and the Blue Jays. So we'll see. Well, first things first, though, they have to take advantage. They have to keep winning and take advantage of playing the Angels for these three ball games. So that's the way things look coming in. Now, if you're wondering who everyone else plays coming up, the Blue Jays will host the Rays starting tonight. The Red Sox and Baltimore will hook up for a series. So that should be an interesting one. I think if you're Mariners fans, you're just cheering for the Red Sox, I think, to just keep winning. Just kind of roll over the rest of the East because as the Eastern teams keep playing one another, I think it would help the Mariners if one of those teams was dominant and just was beating everyone else. And right now the Red Sox hold the lead in the East. So I think you're cheering for a Red Sox sweep over Baltimore. Miley against David Price tonight, by the way, for the first game of that series. Tigers will take on the Twins. Tigers have a lot of games with Cleveland coming up. That's something to keep in mind. Uh, A's will be in Kansas City. And the Rangers and Astros will hook up. So Mariners, I think, fans cheering for 
the Rangers in that series to take out the Astros a few more times. And Mariners and Angels, Miranda against Nolasco tonight. Miranda has not given up an earned run in his last 11 innings. He did give up three unearned in his last start, but has not given up an earned run in his last 11 innings. So he'll try and continue that role. We, meanwhile, Nolasco, 5-13, and 13, a 4-9-0 ERA. Also, Mike Blower's coming up in a few minutes. He gives a really good breakdown of what the race looks like to him when you look around and look at the East and everything else, and that's that's really good. So that's going to come up in a few minutes. Week that was is here, as always, on a Monday. As We'll break down what was a very fun weekend, and Mike Zanino had a huge weekend for the Mariners. He was very impactful in the two close ball games. He got two starts in the series, one on Friday, one on Sunday, and Friday he supplied some big punch. The pitch to Zanino is swung on and clubbed to center field. This is crushed. It is deep. It is gone. See you later, Mike Zanino. Absolutely crushed to center field. A moonshot into this dark night sky, and the Mariners get another run. Mike Zanino, a big solo blast, and the M's extend the lead. It's 3-1, to one, Mariners. Zanino in double figures now joining <laughs> just a handful of others with the Mariners in double figures for home runs. Mariners hold on for a 3-2 victory in game one of the series. Pitching was impressive. Iwakuma was outstanding for six. The bullpen, very good as well. They get the job done, and Mariners win game one of the series. Game two, it was... Mariners offense, an explosion. Here's the first pitch to Nelson Cruz. Swung on and bashed to left field and deep. It is back. Bangs off the wall. One run's going to score. Here comes Smith charging around third. He's going to coast home. Into third is Cano. Coasting into second base is Nelson Cruz with a loud two-run double off the wall. And the Mariners lead four to nothing over the A's. And the Mariners just kept piling on the runs. Felix Hernandez was excellent. A little shaky start, a couple hits in the first, a couple hits in the second, and then he really settled in. Here's the full count offering. Swing and a miss, and down he goes. A curveball that had Valencia twisting around like he was in the middle of a hurricane. And down he goes. That is the third out of the inning. Felix has been rolling. He has retired now 13 of his last 15 hitters. He has kept the A's off the board through six. And then just for good measure, Mariners added a long ball. One ball, two strikes. Here's the pitch to Kyle. Swung on and drilled to right field. This one is crushed. It is way back. It is out of here. Over the wall in right field, Kyle Seeger has done it again. His 28th home run of the season, a career high, and he has extended the Mariners' lead. It is all Mariners, 9 to nothing M's. Uh, they weren't done either. 14-3 would be the final for the Mariners in the Saturday ball game. What's funny about that home run, the Mariners had gone deep seven straight games, multiple home runs in seven straight. They'd only done that one other time in their history in 1995, September of 95. And they had a chance on Saturday to set the record and make it eight. And they had, of all the 14 runs, they had one home run, and it was a solo home run. That's just the way it went on Saturday. But a ton of runs, a ton of fun. And then on Sunday, 
a great ball game. Mike Zanino again checking in with a huge hit. The one-two pitch. Swing and a high fly ball deep to left field. Smolinski going back, looking up. Goodbye baseball. Holy smokes, Mike Zunino with his 11th home run of the year. Way back to straightaway left field. A two-out, two-run home run. And the Mariners lead 2 to nothing over the A's. Zunino's fourth on the club in home runs since the All-Star break. He's got nine since the All-Star break. He's just behind the big three of Cruz, Cano, and Seager in terms of home runs since the break. That was a huge one, two-run blast. Paxton gave the Mariners some good innings. Uh, it was 2-2, two to two, well-pitched ball game going into the ninth, and then Zanino led things off with a double. He was lifted for a pinch runner and set the table for Cattell Marte, who had an excellent day. The pitch on the way to Marte. Swing and a line drive up the middle into center field. That'll get the job done. Here comes Gamelon to score from third. Down to second goes Martin. Cattell Marte with his third hit of the afternoon. And the Mariners have the lead. Three to two here in the top of the ninth inning. Big, big hit for Marte. And then Edwin Diaz on to close it down. How much fun is he to watch in a one-run ball game? The 3-2 pitch, fastball, strike three, called, got him looking on the inside corner. The ball game is over. Sugar with a save, and how sweet it is as the Mariners win it 3-2 over the A's, and they sweep Oakland in the three-game series here at the Oakland Coliseum. What a start on this road trip. Brooms were out. The Mariners sweep aside the A's, and here's what Scott Service had to say about that ball game in series. Yeah, we get the first things first, right? Uh, really, uh, hard-fought win, I guess, is the best way to put it. You know, we had a lot of clutch hits late and needed it. Uh, pretty good pitching. Bullpen was, was solid. So, uh, a nice series for us, kind of taking it a day at a time. And you know, we got to accomplish what we needed to get done here. So, looking forward to getting Anaheim. What did you see from Paxton kind of dealing with that finger in particular? You know, Pax didn't, didn't have the cutter. He's kind of stayed away from that. But I thought his curveball helped him out. A couple double play balls with that. Fastball command, and to his, he'll admit, wasn't maybe on top of his game today. But he got through it. Um, certainly what we needed. Uh, getting him through the sixth inning was very crucial. And then turning it over to our, our pen, which has been very good here the last you know week or so. Bottom of your order today, Zanino, Marte, Martin. Yeah, really. You know, Mike, big two-run homer, then a big double late. Had good swings all day. Cattell Marte, great job today, just kind of getting on base, doing his thing, and a big knock at the end. So, uh, Leonis, you know, he's a different cat. There's stuff that goes on every game with him. Uh, didn't get the bunt down, but he you know, got the big hit. So, uh, to get that rally, keep that rally going. But nice team win. Really good series uh, by everybody. And uh, Robbie Cano will bring his hits to Anaheim. He's, he's guaranteed me that one. So, we'll see. Did you guys let him hear it after he didn't get down the bunt, but then he got the hit? Uh, yeah, we're just happy to move it along, move the line along. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's situations. There's some things that we could execute a little bit better today. But at the end of the day, we did get the W. That's what counts. Is that the hardest thing sometimes when you're playing a team like the A's that, you know, that's obviously looking towards the future, you're able to get the, you know, the sweep, but also two, two of the wins were one. one yeah, it's, it's not easy to sweep anybody in this league. Uh, I don't care what guys are doing. A young pitcher for them out there that we didn't know much about. Actually threw the ball pretty well. Uh, you know, just, it, it's hard to sweep anybody, and, and uh, we got some time limits today, and we certainly need it. Hey, defensively, Seeker's taking some hits on his defensive third, and he starts that double play, which 
I didn't know whether he was going to come home or not. I mean, I just, uh... Yeah, a big play in the game. You know, the, the triple off the, the scoreboard there. We intentionally walk in the next pitch, and he absolutely made the right read. I didn't know if he was going to come home or not, but he absolutely did the right thing. The ball was hit hard enough. We had a chance at two, and then you notice, you know, Marte got over from shortstop to turn the double play, which so because we were pulling and where Robbie was lined up. So everybody executed really well, and you know, key to the game. Is uh, Lind okay? Uh, Lind is a sprained finger, uh, maybe out a couple days. Uh, it's not broke. They had X-ray, so you know, be out a couple days, maybe, and we'll see where it goes from there. So, it seemed like one of those days for your offense. I mean, Aoki uh, smoked the ball in the seventh. Wasn't uh, didn't find grass. Lee in the eighth didn't find grass. But just a matter of time before they're going to break through. Typically happens when you have 17 hits like we did yesterday. Not every one of those balls was hit very hard. And the law of averages will even out. So you know, we did hit some balls okay today, but. You know, we, we were very fortunate for some of those balls to fall in yesterday. It happens. We hung in there. Uh, you know, Zanino certainly hit the ball very hard today. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, he reminded me of his name today. He hadn't been in there in a couple days. <laughs> My name, Deho Lee. Or Lee Deho. This is how it should be said. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Day to day with Lynn. There it is. That's the skipper talking about this one and this series. The Mariners sweep the A's. They get back at it tonight against the Angels. So more of a breakdown, conversation with Mike Blowers talking about just the current landscape and what the Mariners have to do to keep on climbing the ladder in the American League. Mike Blowers is here. Hey, Blow. Gary. So people should know that you have absolutely nailed down the American League the last two days. So congratulations on that. Thank you. you. It's uh, I always love talking to you. I love talking baseball with you, but uh, the last two days has been really special, knowing exactly what's going to happen in the American League. It's been fun. It has been fun. It's fun to look at every day. It's that time of the year. It is. How much do you love this time of the year? How I love much it. you love September? I love it, especially this year because the Mariners are hanging in there, and they're three and a half back from the wild card, and it just makes it a lot more fun. What do you, I'm amazed. Uh, the second wild card has really changed yeah. this whole thing. When you look at – I mean, you look at this year and how many teams have – Legit chances to take one of the two wild cards. It's it's a long list, but it, it sure has made things wild and made things fun. Yeah, and I think that um, it's going to come down to a one-game playoff. Do you? I do. Wow. Oh. I, I really <laughs> be, right. I really believe that's that's the way it's going to work because there's just so many teams still that are right there, and I, I just don't see it working out perfectly. And I think that there's going to be a playoff for the playoff. So right now, Toronto's got the first wild card. Baltimore holding on to the second. Tigers, Yankees a game back. Astros two and a half. Mariners three and a half. Royals four back. When you look at all the teams in the mix, how, how do you handicap this race the rest of the way? Well, I think the East is the one that's, that's obviously the most interesting to me right now. I think that Boston will find a way to win the East. So uh-huh. now you're looking at Toronto and Baltimore. I think that Toronto... Uh, probably is the first wild card spot. And then I think that you're going to have to play in for that second spot. I I think it's going to be awesome for baseball. I think it's going to be fascinating. And um, fortunately, the Mariners are on a good run right now. They're putting a lot of pressure on those teams that are ahead of them. And, you know, for me, they just have to continue taking care of their business. I think it's going to – you look at the East, those guys are going to be playing each other. Mm Mm-hmm. That's going to make it difficult. I think it'll be interesting to watch the Yankees once they get in their division. Yeah. And Tampa leaves town today. That'll be interesting if New York can really hang on. I don't think that they will. Um, I think Kansas City 
they're on the outside looking in as well. And I think that the Mariners, if they're going to do anything, it'll be today and they'll gain some ground on um, Houston. I think everybody else that's ahead of them are going to win. Obviously, Baltimore and, and the Tigers going out. Somebody's got to lose that game. But it, it's, I really think that they'll pick up on uh, Houston today. And then they go down to Anaheim. And I think that's when the schedule gets interesting, especially when you consider that these A's who are really struggling right now, I believe they're on their way to Kansas City. So it's, it's going to be interesting. No, you're right. And your point about the Yankees is a great one. They, they've had the Rays for four. Yeah. Get, coming up next, they, they start with the Dodgers for three yep. tomorrow, the Red Sox for four, back with the Rays for three, but then the Blue Jays for four, the Red Sox for three, Baltimore to end the season. I don't That's see them exactly it. what you're talking I about. I don't think they're going to make it. Yeah. Um, it gets really tough. But, you know, for the Mariners, I think that it's – It'll be real. It'll be real interesting for the Mariners when the Cubs beat Houston today. Uh-huh. Then the Mariners go down to Anaheim. That has not been easy for them. Yeah. Uh, but again, they're playing some good baseball right now. That'll be an interesting series, and maybe tells the story on the Mariners' side that three-game series. If they can go down there, and after they win today and get two out of three, I think that. That's when it gets interesting because they still have Houston for six, and they they have a tough series with Toronto, which who knows what that yeah that, that may big, that, big. that 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 series with Toronto who knows what it's going to be right and um, so it's going to be a lot of fun because that's the number one Mariners have to take care of their own business they have that's to the no, no 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 yeah no they're yeah. they're three and a half back they have to continue to win otherwise it it doesn't matter yeah nobody the, the with the teams that were in front of them at the start of this thing. Um, it, Maybe one or two would come back, but they're not all coming back. You have to go and apply the pressure, and you have to play your best baseball the rest of the way out. Yeah, the offense has been surging. The no offense team, has been great. Yeah, no team has scored more runs in September than the Mariners. They have eight more than the Rangers, who are second on that list. But when you look at the rest of the way, for the Mariners to keep winning this consistently, what's going to be their big keys? I think they're starting pitching. Yeah. Uh, I, I think because I, I think they're playing better defense. I think they can really tighten games up after the sixth inning when they have a lead with the speed guys that they have on their bench, especially in the outfield. Uh, I think they're fine there. Um, the back end of the bullpen, I think, is in good shape. You can mix and match. Um, Diaz obviously has been fantastic for him. That's made a big difference, but it's really going to come down to the rotation because I think they're going to continue to score runs. I don't yeah. see them running into a group of pitchers. Uh, uh, you know, th- this is this right here has been something. You look at the Anaheim series, maybe Skaggs because they've they've struggled at times against left-handed starters, but they should continue to score runs in Anaheim. And then you look at Houston; they've had their issues with their with their pitching. Keuchel on the disabled list. McCullers isn't going to be back. I think it comes down to the Mariners starting pitching and giving the offense a chance to get on track. Because I think if they have a lead after the sixth inning, I feel pretty good about their chances with the teams that they're playing of holding on. The only one that worries me late will be Toronto, just because their lineup is so difficult. Yeah. Uh, the offense has been so fun to watch, and it's been <laughs> – you, you, you flip it a little bit and look at it from the opponent's perspective, and you're dealing with a lineup right now that is, is very deep, one through nine – they're taking their walks. They're not swinging at bad pitches. They're punishing anything over the plate. I mean, from that perspective, the other team's perspective, they're not an easy team to pitch to right They're now. brutal right now. Yeah. It's a tough lineup to pitch to right now. And in, in, it, in large part, you, you know, you look at it again, especially when they have right-handers out on the mound. The Mariners have done very well against right-handed starters yeah. this year. Their record reflects that. Um, Adam Lynn with 20 home runs now. He's starting to swing at Seth Smith has been hot. Uh, Oki in this series has been off the charts. And, you know, and then you have that core group in the middle. 
And again, late in the games, if, do you need a, a, somebody to steal a base? Well, they have a number of guys that can do that. You have O'Malley, uh, Gamble now can do it. Uh, Heredi can run the bases. They have options on their bench from yeah. the core guys. So I, 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 they look pretty good right now. And, and again, the one thing will be the starting pitcher. And this is going to be a big start today with James Paxton and, and him dealing with the fingernail today. Yeah. Hopefully there's no issues there. In a general sense, you've played meaningful September baseball in your mm-hmm. career. How, how different is it? for players when they're in it, when they're in the mix, when they're trying to track teams down? It's different. Uh-huh. It is The intensity level is there. You know how important the games are. On the flip side, if you're fortunate, like the Mariners have been and will be for the rest of this road trip, playing teams that are not in it, it goes the other way for them. And they're playing more kids. And they're trying to mm-hmm. figure out what they're going to do for next year. You have to take advantage of those situations. Because yeah. the intensity that you're going to have in your own dugout, the, getting up for the games is not going to be a problem. Even in a place like Oakland where they don't, they're not drawing, you have back-to-back day games. They play Friday night after getting in at 3 o'clock in the morning. None of that stuff matters. You just go out and play. Yeah, It's a lot easier to play when, when you have that out in front of you. And for even more of a look, we get a really special guest here, Aaron Goldsmith with Tom Verducci, a look at the American League. Here it is. Tom, we are approaching the, we are in rather the final stretch going into the postseason. The American League this year, we've seen the Indians make a fantastic rise and they have held it. Of course, the Rangers in the Mariners division. Mariners just got done taking three games out of four. The Red Sox, the Blue Jays in the East with the Yankees rising. What's your overall take this year on the American League and how do you think it's going to shake out? I think the American League is totally up for grabs. Different story nationally because the Cubs head and shoulders above everybody else. But in the American League, I defy anyone to identify a true team to beat. And we see that in the standings. I mean, I think this has a chance to be the best wild card race we've ever seen since the institution of the second wild card. A lot of teams bunched together. Hopefully it comes down to the last weekend. Um, So this is what you want in September. You want teams that are playing not just for a playoff spot, but for survival, where if you don't get that second wild card, you go home. Winner, go home. Mike Trout has been a one-man wrecking crew to the Mariners this year, and you look at Trout's numbers, he's he's never finished lower than second in the MVP voting in his young but brilliant career. There's a lot of guys right now making a strong push on winning teams to win the American League MVP. What's your take on Trout and his odds? I think he probably won't win because of what you just said, because there's so many good candidates on teams that look like they're postseason bound a chance to do something really meaningful in the last two weeks of the season that are going to grab voters' attention. You know, the big game-winning hit, a big series and a showdown series with big numbers. Trout can't do that. And But I do think, and I do lean towards people who play for teams that are playing meaningful games down the stretch. And the Angels obviously haven't been doing that for a long time. But I do think that Mike's season is so good. It's such a big season beyond everybody else that he's a special case. He's an outlier player statistically, physically, any way you want to put it. The Mariners fans know what I'm talking about. Um, but I I just don't think he's going to win because there's too many people who lean towards candidates on winning teams. How big of a gap is there between him and the next best overall player in the game right now? Well, he's the gold standard. So I like to say the gap between him and the next best baseball player is bigger than that of any other player in any other sport. You know, you can say LeBron James in basketball, but Steph Curry is right there with him. You can make an argument. And every year people try to make arguments, whether it's Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado, Bryce Harper, that was more of last year, 
try to force them into the conversation of best player in baseball. But there's no doubt that Mike is still the gold standard. And I don't see anybody. And this year, Mookie Betts getting close. But that gap is still noticeable and, and undeniable. September baseball means that there's very little room with the bullpens. There's very little room with the dugouts. We've seen some teams already this month carry 20 pitchers. I mean, it's, it is ridiculous. It's not bordering on the ridiculous. What are the talk right, what's the talk right now going on with baseball as to whether or not this is going to change? Well, you know, general managers have talked for at least 15 years about instituting some control on roster sizes in September. I personally would lean towards setting a 25-man roster for per series. You can call up as many as you want, but activate only 25 for each series. Seems like a simple thing, right? Well, the general managers, first of all, can't agree on what the format is to establish an active roster, whether it should be every day, whether maybe you want to go to 28 or 29 people on the roster. So there's some disagreement, but they do want to have some governors on roster size. But the Players Association says, no, we really like it the way that it is. Um, I think it's just a negotiating posture. I think they'll have to move off it because years ago it wasn't this big of a problem. Now that relief pitching has pretty much taken over the game, uh, there's been a coup that's been going on for the last five years with just the depth of bullpen usage and the stuff they bring in the games that managers don't think twice about using six, seven, eight pitchers a night in baseball. And I think the biggest challenge to baseball right now as a consumer product is relief pitching and how it is first of all, stifling offense, and second of all, bringing the game to a halt when you get to the back half of the game, which should be the most exciting part. So that gets exacerbated in September. I think it's reached critical mass, and uh, I think baseball would be derelict if it established a new CBA and didn't have something about these September rosters. Because really for Commissioner Manfred, isn't it a conflict of interest at this point with the idea of time of game, pace of play, pace of action, and yet September, the bullpens, I mean, these are two things that are fighting each other. No doubt. I'm glad you said pace of action because that's really what we're talking about. It's really not pace of, or time of game. It's the pace of the action. It's the ball being put in play. It's the pitch being thrown within a reasonable time. And relief pitching changes those dynamics. Relief pitchers work slower. You have this, the stop downs of you know, the walks to the mound, the walk in from the bullpen. All those things, I think, are definitely harmful to what the commissioner wants to do in terms of moving the game forward. So to me, it's a no-brainer to do something about it. And again, I think the solution is easy. And shame on the players and the owners if they can't agree on it. Tom, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for the time. Thanks. Enjoy September. And finally, the week that was. This is the week that was. A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week. On Mariners Magazine. Here's the pitch on the way, swing and a fly ball deep to right field. Mazzara going back, looking up. Goodbye baseball. Franklin Gutierrez with an opposite field home run. The 1-0 pitch to Lee. Swing and a line shot down the left field line and toward the corner. Cano racing around third. He'll score. Up with the ball, Gomez. The throw into second base. Seager made the turn at second. Stop went back to the bag. Dave Holy with a rocket in the left field. An RBI single scoring Cano. And it's now the Mariners 7 and the Rangers nothing. He's got his confidence back. He's kind of got his swag and he's got the smile back and and the, the jolly old man running around out there, and, and he's got the magic wand going, too. He's gotten a few hits, and the confidence started to grow, and you know, it's, it's nice to see. Here's the pitch, swing, and a fly ball deep into center field. Desmond to the track, to the wall. Grandma, get out the right bread and mustard. It is grand salami time. Adam Lynn with a grand 
grand slam here in the bottom of the first inning. Get out the rye bread and the mustard this time, Grandma! It is a grand salami! Huge day for our offense. Uh, great job by our offense. Just kept attacking, 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 and uh, well, nice win. The 1-1 to Beltre. Swung on and hit past Seeger through the hole in the left field. Desmond around third. Here's Heredia's throw. It is in time to get it. The 2-2 pitch and it's strike three called. The ball game is over. The Mariners win it 6-3 over the Texas Rangers. Diaz will pick up his 13th save of the year. The pitch to Zanino is swung on and clubbed to center field. This is crushed. It is deep. It is gone. See you later, Mike Zanino. Absolutely crushed to center field. A moonshot into this dark night sky, and the Mariners get another run. Mike Zanino, a big solo blast, and the M's extend the lead. It's three to one, Mariners. This park at night, when it gets a little when it gets a little cool, doesn't travel too well. But uh, you know, I went back to stuff I was doing a couple weeks ago. I made some tweaks, and they weren't for the better. And I went back to what I was doing and felt pretty good up there, and got two pitches I could handle. Alta Villa is ready. Here's the pitch on the way. Swung on and hit to right field, but right at Heredia. He is waiting for it. He makes the catch at the chest, and that is the inning. Alta Villa gets it done. He pumps his fist as he storms off the field, and that is the inning. Pitch on the way to Muncie. Swinging a ground ball to Cano. Deep in right field. He's got it. The long throw to first. In time to get Muncie, and the ball game is over. Mariners win the opening game of this three-game series. Hisashi Wakuma matches his career high with his 15th win of the year. And Sugar, how sweet it is, Edwin Diaz picks up his 14th save of the year. Here's the first pitch to Nelson Cruz. Swung on and bashed to left field and deep. It is back. Bangs off the wall. One run's going to score. Here comes Smith charging around third. He's going to coast home. Into third is Cano. Coasting into second base is Nelson Cruz with a loud two-run double off the wall, and the Mariners lead four to nothing over the A's. Here's the full count offering, swing and a miss, and down he goes. A curveball that had Valencia twisting around like he was in the middle of a hurricane, and down he goes. That is the third out of the inning. Felix has been rolling. He has retired now 13 of his last 15 hitters. He has kept the A's off the board through six. It's holding one more time. I think you got to throw breaking balls first try. That's what we did. I mean, he throw six in and I think he did good. I mean, he, he's pretty good. One ball, two strikes. Here's the pitch to Kyle. Swung on and drilled to right field. This one is crushed. It is way back. It is out of here. Over the wall and right field, Kyle Seeger has done it again. His 28th home run of the season, a career high, and he has extended the Mariners' lead. It is all Mariners, 9 to nothing. M's. Here's the windup and the 0-1 to Simeon. Swung on, fly ball into right field. Heredia drifting back. He's there and makes the catch. The Mariners win it 14-3. The Mariners have now won four in a row. They win the opening two games of this three-game game series here in Oakland.